At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thank you for listening. Excellent show this week. We've got Joe Buck, voice of Monday Night Football on ESPN, followed by Trainer Thoughts with Sal Licata. Uh, Buck gets into a lot of uh, the move from Fox to ESPN, how his first year calling Monday Night Football is going, um, gets into his relationship with Troy Aikman, differences between Fox and ESPN, um, get into Thursday Night Football, how Al Michaels is doing, calling a horrible schedule, and uh, a lot of other things with Joel, and a lot of Tom Brady stuff, and uh, how Tom will do as a play-by-player, and Joe, possibly, if he would have stayed at Fox, working with Brady, so we get into all that. Uh, Before we get to the episode and the interviews, make sure you check out recent SI Media podcasts if you haven't listened. Great run of guests lately. Kevin Clark from The Ringer last week. Jim Nance, two weeks ago. John O'Ran, Sports Business Journal, three weeks ago. Chris Russo, Dan Lebitard, recent guests on the SI Media podcast as well. If you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button and uh, leave a review on Apple. We read them last week. We'll read them probably in two weeks. We got some good reviews last week after I begged everyone to leave a review. So go on there, hit the five stars, write a review on Apple. Helps the podcast tremendously. And um, that's all I'm going to ask of you. Now you can listen to Joe Buck followed by Train of Thoughts with Salicata right here on the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now, it's been a while. I know he hates doing this, so I have to make it as painless as possible. He is the voice of Monday Night Football on ESPN. How weird is that? Joe Buck. I, how do I even respond to that? How weird is that? That's the worst introduction I've ever had today. I just, you know, 20 years at Fox, and now you're the voice of Monday Night Football. 20 years? Going? I was there for 28. 20 well, the NFL you did for 20 with Troy. That's Well, not with Troy, yes. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's what but I But I did the NFL at Fox for 28 years, Jim. Right, right. Come on. You have but better I'm researchers about than that. The package of you and Troy, which has moved ah, over to ESPN. The package. 
Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I'm just going to warn you right now and I'm going to warn your listeners. <laughs> I'm coming in sleep deprived. There is just, I'm, I'm probably going to get fired for what is about to be said on this podcast. I'm going to let everything hang out for you, Jimmy Traina. Um, so just be prepared because I'm worn I mean, out. I've been sick. My kids are sick. My wife's been sick. Uh, I just did the Drew Barrymore show today. I didn't go to sleep last night after the Philly game. So just be prepared. Usually when I get a guest, they've done like pardon my take and they've done, you know, the Richard Deitch podcast. And here we are. I got a guest after the Drew Barrymore show. This is a first for me here on the SI Media podcast. I, I have to admit something. And I, I didn't expect to even go into this department, uh, but I had never watched the show. Obviously, I know who Drew Barrymore is. Everybody knows who Drew Barrymore is. My family, my girls, my wife, my sister, everybody loves this show. And I went on it. Uh, Louis K., my publicist, booked this thing, I think because he felt guilty because I pay him and I don't get booked on anything. So he gives me the Drew Barrymore show. I went there today. I have never had more fun. I have never met a host that's more genuine. I, it's like frightening how real she is. And, and you think that all the Hollywood people are fake and it's all TV. And I, I just... You know, my my segments, the news part and whatever, it's no big deal. But she talks to the woman who is the star of the Queen's Gambit on this. And the interview, the interview was awesome. So I, I, I am a huge fan. I am now a Drew Barrymore fan for life. She's fantastic. So there you go. You, you have a lot to live up to is what I'm saying. It's going to be hard. I actually, I have a lot of respect for Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore because she did Howard recently and did like a dating game with like random listeners oh, of this show I, I mean, it took everything scary. i had to not to not go there uh, yeah, with yeah. her it just it was not the audience but um she uh, you know whoever would end up with her i mean she talks about she's been through a lot of therapy and she's whatever but i mean she listens and gets it and she's very genuine and sweet so i would like for you jimmy to be genuine and sweet for this podcast well please. i'm gonna make a confession right now i'm gonna make a confession right now that's gonna get me a lot of flack but i don't care if we're okay. talking about Drew Barrymore, I'm just going to say this. I actually love the movie Fever Pitch, and everybody shits all over that movie. I love it. If it's on, I watch it. I don't know. just does something for me. I'm in it. Uh, I talked about it uh, with her at the end of the segment. So I, that, they had to rewrite the ending of that movie right. because it's, you know, it's about the Red Sox and Boston and it's Fallon and Drew and uh and so you know the Fairley brothers write it and they're they're in no way are they thinking well we're gonna write this movie and then the red sox are gonna win and then they end up you know they come back from down three games to yeah. nothing and they win the four games in a row in st louis they is where it ends and i'm up there in the booth watching jimmy fallon and drew barrymore waiting by the little gate that opened onto the field and they ran out there and celebrated with movie cameras following them while our fox cameras were you know, all over the celebration by the Red Sox. Uh, and and then I had to go in after the fact because they couldn't get the audio of me doing the end of the World Series and recreate the end of the World Series for the Farrelly brothers uh, for the Red Sox winning. So I said to her, you know, you and I are co-stars in a movie. You don't know it, but, you know, that it's it's me, you, with Jimmy Fallon. Right. How many movies have you been in? 
Is that the only one or are there others? No. I, well, first of all, I was in one when I was a kid uh, called Stucky's Last Stand. And it's kind of a Meatballs takeoff, like it's a summer camp movie. Meatballs is one of my all-time favorite movies, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, they filmed it at our summer camp in St. Louis. It's a horrible movie. I am the fat kid in the movie. And one of the scenes happens. I hit a ball. Like, I was, I was a decent athlete. I'm not going to oversell my abilities as a kid. But I hit a ball uh, – in this softball game or a baseball game and I crush it. And the joke is I'm the fat kid and I get thrown out at first. They like the outfielders <laughs> are running, they're falling down, they throw the cutoff man drops it. He picks it up, throws and I get thrown out at first base. And I remember my, my parents were like, why are you coming home so late from camp? I was like, maybe, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years old and and the pickup time kept getting later and later for camp. And I'm like, Oh, they're just shooting this movie. And I, I it was, it was kind of weird that I could be in a movie and my parents had no idea. And it was released in the theaters on my birthday. We, we went, it was aren't all my friends la- from summer camp. Aren't uh, there labor laws against all that stuff? Yeah, too? you would think, <laughs> I mean, I'm a child actor. At so that you point. didn't, you didn't try to be in the movie. The movie just decided to do something at this camp Correct. and you were there. And, and what's the name yeah. of this movie again? Is this on YouTube? What? Stuck, yeah, yeah, you can find it. It's Stucky's Last Stand. All right. I got to see if we can find you. In it's okay. awful. I mean, okay, it's great. awful. Dan Deardorff is in it. Um, you know, all the St. Louis celebs. Tremendous. Me, the fat eight-year-old. Awesome. Do you get royalties from that movie still? I don't think royalties yeah. still, I no. I don't think royalties for a movie that grossed $4. I think the only people that saw it were was on my birthday that went to the theater. What is the weirdest royalties check you get? Do you get, like, you don't get royalties for, like, the Joe Buck show on HBO because it doesn't air, right? Like, is it, like, are those? No, Artie pers- Lang gets those. Yeah, well. But, like, what's, do you get, what? what's a royalty check you get that we might not know about? Um... You know, like, honestly, like a fever pitch kind of thing where I, 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 you get it for like literally three cents right? because right. it's whatever my cut is of the cut of a cut of a cut of a cut is three cents. If you get a check, right. somebody bothers to put three cents on a check and they send it to you. I, I haven't gotten any in a long time that I've yeah. seen. So I've, 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 I've flamed out. All right. Let's get back to a little. I'm fascinated by this whole thing today because I had reached out to you to come on and I figured Wednesday would be better for you because of doing the game on Monday night. And then you said today, now you, you did Drew Barrymore, your family sick. You're in, like, what did you, what did you do after the game on Monday night when the commanders beat the Eagles? You stay, did you, where did you fly or did you fly this board? What, I what, what were I you doing? I got into a car. I got into a car in Philly and drove to New York. Okay. So you're in New York right now. I'm in New York. I went to bed last night in this room that's behind me. Uh, watch the end, the last episode of the Dahmer documentary, not the scripted oh. show. I mean, what else? Which would you is watch a great follow-up piece, right before bed. Right Throw before that in bed. my head when uh, when that all that whole thing's wrapping up, and uh, couldn't fall asleep. Don't know why. Got up today, did that, and then I'm gonna. I'm gonna. My daughters live here, so uh, my one daughter came with me today, and then we're gonna have dinner tonight. My other daughter works for uh, Ben Stiller on the show Severance Two. Okay. Um, and she can't come to dinner with us tonight because she's working all day and all night. And then I'll fly home tomorrow and go back into this uh, mess of germs that my kids are bringing home from junior kindergarten. 
Okay, now I got it because I couldn't figure out where you were going last night. So you're in New York. All right. So, but let me. As we started, obviously, big change. Are we going to cut everything out that you just? No, absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. But I do want to know. Well, let me start with this. What is it, what's the biggest difference for you in calling Monday night versus Sunday at four twenty-five? If there's any difference at all. I mean, there's practical differences. You know, when you're doing a, a 425 game, which everybody lives in the East Coast, the East Eastern time zone, uh, even though it's only a section of the country, um, you're waiting to make sure that all the early games are done. You know, it's everything's more immediate. You've had a whole slate of games on your network on CBS. And now if those games aren't totally finished, you know, you're on cameras blown out of the water. You kind of come back. You know, you start your game with the kickoff because some other game is finishing, and then you're welcoming in audiences that are joining as those games are ending. Um, but, you know, to me, football's kind of football. I I like the standalone feel. I, I didn't know how I would, but I think Thursday night really prepared me for that, that, you know, the only time I really got that in years before Thursday night was – a playoff game, Super Bowl. Um, I, I certainly got it in baseball with World Series and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, Thursday kind of prepared me for it. And I like just having my full day Sunday to watch football, get my work done, full day Monday, tidy things up, get to the stadium. It's very relaxed. It's like, hey, here we are. It's it's 7 o'clock. I'm doing a hit on Monday Night Countdown. It's 8 o'clock. We, we do our open we do the game and we go home. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very relaxed, relaxed pace that, uh, that, that I love. I mean, that, that's been awesome. Any big differences working for Disney slash ESPN instead of Fox, or you're just an employee who calls football games? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the worry for anybody in my position is always when you go to a multi-platform place like ESPN, that they're going to do what they call the car wash. You know, you're going to, you're going to start at seven o'clock every day and you go through 50 shows and then you're going to do a, a game and they're going to put you on sports center. And I, first of all, I like that kind of stuff. I, I enjoy going on and talking and putting my mind to sports and having an opinion and, and sharing what I think I know, which is not much. Um, but I, that hasn't been the case. And, and if they asked me, I would do it. I, I think we're all still kind of feeling each other out on that, but uh yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like how you said it's it's whether it's a, a Fox mic flag in front of me or an ESPN one, it's just been a really good fit. It's been a good feel. It's been you know I get to work with my wife, um, and and that's been great for our family. It's you know you and I talked after that first game in Seattle uh, when I was in the car on the way back to the hotel, and it's it's been nothing but kind of the same feeling since it was exhilarating it is every monday night and then i get to go home and spend the week with my kids getting ready for the next game it's it's just a it's an entirely different feel for my life and i think it's made me better it's made me better on air i think i'm probably the best version of myself doing football these days uh just because i'm not going a hundred different directions and i don't feel rushed so uh yeah i i think it's it's been a win in in that regard do you ever look back and think about how insane it was in the offseason during that period of time when all of the broadcasters were sort of shuffling around, you and Troy going from Fox ESPN and Al went to 
Amazon and Kirk Herbstreit comes in the mix. I mean, that, it, you know, and, you know, I'm partially responsible, but it got so much play and attention and you're in the middle of it. So when you're in the middle of it, I'm sure you're, I think, we, you know, you're trying to like block out the noise, but now that it's, you know, 11 months later, you're like, that was really crazy. And why do people care about this so much? Or do you not even think about it? Well, I do. I mean, I, I understand why you would be interested in Andrew and Richard and I, I just don't, I, maybe there's a, an appetite for it. I, it. To me, it was like, you know, people just want to see the games and they want to see, you know, the team they want to watch and whatever channel it's on. I think we're all conditioned now, you know, we're, now we're into the, we're broken through another wall with Amazon that, okay, where's the game? What time's it on? And Who's calling the game? I don't really care. I, I I don't know that people give that much of a shit about who's doing the game, but um, I I do, <laughs> I do be. I, I wanted to be. Nothing's changed there either. I wanted to be with Troy. I'm thankful every week I'm standing next to him. Uh, you know, it's it's a great, comforting, comfortable feel for both of us. That you know, in kind of a high stress job. I know where he's going and vice versa. And we've leaned on each other through this. So it's a transition. It's a new producer, a new director, you know, new support people, a lot of support people at ESPN, which has been awesome. Uh, a lot of in-game help, which, uh, you know, we didn't really have before on a Slack monitor. I never even knew what that was. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a little different, but at, at, its, at its core, it's Troy and me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it was, it was interesting, interesting for people to write about and read about, but I don't think people really care that much. It's embarrassing. I mean, I, I hate that the money's out there. I, I, my dad is spinning in his grave going, what the, what the hell's going on with all this money with, with network broadcasters? Why I was born too early. And, uh, he's right. I mean, he would be right. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, if somebody's willing to pay it, I'm I'm uh, I'm dumb, but I'm not dumb enough to say no. It is. Uh, it's weird for me because I don't care about the money. And I know that's like something that people do care about. And I, I'm always torn about like, am I supposed to mention this? Do I cover it? I don't really care. Like if someone's going to give you what they want to give you, you take it. It's not really rocket science from that standpoint. So, yeah. I I mean, but up. it's it's fascinating i think to people and you know i i'm i'm look i i think people i think people look at my childhood and think oh jack buck you know he he did the cardinals for 50 years and he was at cbs and he you know he did monday night football and you know he grew up a really privileged childhood we had a nice childhood but my dad was strapped i mean he was going check by check and and it's you know, we, we were we were comfortable, but it wasn't like we were country clubs and all the other stuff. It was it was a different time. And and yeah. my dad had another family and and all that uh, that goes into that. And and so uh, I, I just I wrote about it in my book. I, I remember my dad who would constantly, you know, was a de- he grew up in the Depression. He would constantly write on a cloth napkin at this one restaurant we'd go to with a felt tip Bic pen what he had and he was always you know how much am i accumulating when was it you know was am i ever going to get to like a million dollars of net worth and which sounds impressive but you know he had he had so many responsibilities financially that he just never really got there so for 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 that's how i grew up and a dad that had zero as a kid 
to have all this thrown at me and us is just that that part is embarrassing to me i you know it, it just is don't be embarrassed um did you? I, this is bad research on my part. I should know this, but I didn't think of it, and it just came to me. Did you tell the story on another podcast, or was it someone else, where you and Troy were eating in a restaurant, and Romo's there, and he walked up to you and he said, "You're welcome," and then walked away? No, oh, that, that was I told that. I don't know where okay. I told that, but I, I did tell that 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 story is I was accurate. At Tahoe. It is Tahoe. It was not Troy and I were not together. Oh, okay. um, it was it was me and my buddy from L.A. I was playing in the American Century Golf Tournament in Tahoe. And Tony was with his wife and he walks by. He's like, you're welcome. You know, ha ha. Cause all that stuff had just kind of come to pass. And, uh, and, and I've been friends with Tony. I was at my wedding. I mean, so I've known Tony for a long time. It was, it was not like, Hey, you're welcome. And then he walked on and didn't say anything else, right. but he did come. It was the first time I'd seen him in person since all that craziness had happened. And he did walk by and go, yeah, you're welcome. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of the, Pied Piper, we all file in behind, and then right. you know, for as crazy as his salary is, Troy's, mine's, Al's, Kirk's, you know, then there's Brady who doubles everybody, uh, you know, whenever that comes to pass, if that comes to pass, and um, you know, it, it's just nuts. We'll get to Brady a little later. I have a clip I want to play for you. Um, you know, it's funny, Troy. You mentioned Troy. Troy reminds me of Steve Kerr, and I'm going to explain how why. People see, forget this, but right before Steve Kerr took the Golden State job, he had agreed, I think, to take the Knicks job or was about to take the Knicks job. And then at the last minute, he bailed and he went to Golden State. And the Knicks are a complete embarrassment for 20 years and Golden State wins all these titles. The rumor for so many months was that Troy was going to go to Amazon. And I, 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 when I get Troy on here eventually, I got to ask him, when he sees those games and that horrific schedule... If Troy is like, oh, my God, did I dodge the biggest bullet ever? Well, I'll let him answer that. For yeah. You. Um, yeah. I, 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 I do. I, I think I, I'll tell you. I'll know. I know what he'll say. I mean, he'll say, you know, yeah, I'll tell you what he'll say. And then I'll tell you what, what I feel about it. He will say that, you know, he wanted to be where I was, if that if that could happen. And so once you know, I think he was pretty set on going to Amazon. And then once ESPN got into the mix, and then it was possible that I could join, I think his mind went 180 the other direction. And and I think Amazon was over for him, and he had moved on. And now he and Al had talked for the whole season, you know, even before I was aware that they were talking about kind of, I don't want to say conspiring, because that's a bad word, but plotting to kind of put this thing together where they both go and they would have been great together and Al would have been thrilled and Troy would have had fun and but but again I mean yeah the schedule is different and, and you realize that that's maybe the biggest difference between where I was at Fox and where I am at ESPN and where we're going at ESPN because you know what looked like amazing games on our schedule or on the NBC schedule, or even to some degree on the Amazon schedule as the season unfolds. I mean, this has been a weird year and all of a sudden, you know, we've had some good games, but you know, everybody was pointing to my God, excuse me, the Rams and the Packers on, on the week of Christmas. And, you know, now look where the Rams are. The Packers got to win to kind of stay relevant uh, for a while. But, 
you realize what what is needed on a standalone night when you've got a slate of games like Fox has or CBS has, and Fox can ride this NFC East beast that that they, they can't lose right. ratings wise. Um, you know, you realize it's a different ball game, and you are schedule uh, you're on schedule lockdown, and you get what you get. So next year, when we have flex scheduling, that's I think when it's going to start feeling yeah. like. You know the real deal. This this all kind of happened one year early for Troy and me at ESPN. I was gonna I was gonna say next year will be huge for you guys with the flex. I mean, I looked at your schedule the rest of the way. I mean, it's not terrible. It's interesting. You have the Colts twice, twice. which would have which would have been terrible. But now, actually, I don't know if it's terrible because of the way Saturday has become this big national story. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you know, I, and I don't know Jeff at all, but you know, he leaves ESPN goes to Indy they win on the road um and yeah I mean they're they're at least relevant in that division you know I I don't know if everybody's all in on Tennessee to just you know run away with it but Indy's got a lot of problems so they they have to they have to fix a lot but yeah we have them twice you know you've got a a bear uh, we've got a a Patriots game coming up in Arizona you have to hope Arizona stays in it but you know, whatever. It, it, we're we're having fun. We're doing our games. We're I think we're doing a, a good job. We're doing our usual job, which ESPN is thrilled about. So, as a play-by-play guy, let me ask you this: I I know what you care about more than anything. All of you guys is you want a close, competitive game that goes down to the wire. That despite what all the psychotic fans think. But t- <laughs> do you think? See, I, this like you you said this was a weird season. There's no dominant team at all. I, I mean, it could not be more mixed right now. There is nobody who you say this is, the, you know, with, I mean, you had Philly, but they lost. And now people think they showed enough holes where, you know, they can be vulnerable. The Bills have come back to earth. You have the Chiefs. But there's not that team when, pa- you know, Brady was with the Patriots or Payton was with the Colts. Do you like, do you think that's better for you? Or do you think you wish you had like, the dominant team that people come in and want to knock off because you can make the argument in all sports. You need that villain team. The NFL doesn't seem to have that really this year. Well, if I was at CBS or Fox, I'd want the dominant team because you just ride them and you right. find them every time they're on your schedule and, and you can't lose. So every game becomes relevant. doesn't matter who they play. Um, but for where I sit at ESPN, uh, I like where we are. You know, I like I like the parity where, you know, you, you might not have two first place teams going at it, but you're going to have teams fighting for a wild card spot. You're going to have relevance later in the year. Um, yeah, and you're right. I mean, that that's all we want. Give me a good game. Like last night, you know, I don't know when this airs, but last night when I'm on Monday night doing Philly, Washington, that was awesome. And, yeah. and you know, it. I, I'm still a big Philly believer. Um I still think they're the best team in the NFC, but uh, yeah, I, I mean that that was one of those games where it's like, all right, we got one here, and uh, you know that that's all you can hope for. And when you're sitting there in the booth, you put all that work in, and then uh, you know you're really dependent on on how those two teams play that night. Wasn't awesome for those of us who bet over 27 points for the look Eagles, at you, just for the God, record, 14 in the first degenerate. half, and they go right in the tank. How weird is it going to be to be home for Thanksgiving next week? Have you thought about that? When was the last time you yeah. were home on Thanksgiving? Yeah, 20- it's been twenty years. Yeah, so, which is which is odd. I mean, my my wife's 
families all coming into town. Um, so, when was the last know. time you carved a turkey? I, I'm not. I'm not a carver. You're I'm not, not gonna a carver carve at all. No, so but Mich- I was going to say, well, Mich- will you make Michelle carve the turkey? I, I would trust Michelle much more than I trust myself uh, in right. making any sort of presentation, like cutting off the side of a bird. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's not a skill that I was born with. My dad was bad at it, too. We always had these, uh, you know, he was rarely home on Thanksgiving because he was and I used to go with him on Thanksgiving games in Detroit and he'd do the radio. And and then we yeah, I remember one of my favorite stories as a kid, uh, my dad wanted to make it home. He had family coming in. My mom had family, but we had a day early Thanksgiving game in Detroit and we had to catch a commercial flight to get home. And you're at the silver dome and you can't get to the Detroit airport uh, in time to make this flight. Unless my dad hires some rinky dink helicopter to fly us from the parking lot of the silver dome to the airport, the Detroit airport. And we come down after the game. My dad's doing the game with Hank Stram. Hank Stram was notorious for traveling with trunks and, you know, like uh, a steamer and uh, unbelievable. And he wore the same thing every day, like a red sweater, white shirt, blue jacket. But it had all this stuff that he carried with him. And he's dragging it down after the game. And we get there and the pilot of this crap helicopter goes uh mr buck uh there's only two seats in this helicopter uh and hank was convinced that my dad was going to leave me back at the silver dome he's like putting his crap in the helicopter first of all it couldn't have taken off with all the stuff in it but dad's like hank uh my kid and i are going to the airport uh you're gonna have to stay behind and why us lifting off the ground with those rotors going and Hank holding on to the top of his hair uh, with all these suitcases around him is a picture from my childhood on a Thanksgiving that I will never forget. That's great. That Did the, did the helicopter like go back and get Hank or he had no. a, Oh, okay. No, my dad wasn't okay. going to pay for a helicopter to go back and Hank sure as hell wasn't going to pay for it. Not a great Thanksgiving for Hank. That's for sure. No, he had it in, in, uh, in Pontiac. Yeah. Oh. Um, did you miss doing the world series at all this year? You know, I, I, the honest answer is no. Um, which made me really happy. You know, I watched a lot of game six, some of game five of the world series. I watched a lot. I I really kind of latched onto the Phillies team. I liked watching them and, and there were times in those big moments, like a Bryce Harper home run. I was like, damn, I wish I was there to call that, you know, like so, but those moments are packed with a lot of stress and prep and travel and all, you know, so there's a lot that go into those moments. Yeah. Um, but I was watching game six with my wife on the couch in our house. And because uh, I'm friends with Joe and I wanted to see Joe and John and I wanted to see the end of the World Series. And I just caught her a bunch of times kind of looking at me out of the side of her eyes like, are you okay over there? Like, you're this is the first time in in 22 straight years that you're not calling the last outs of the world. So I'm like, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay over here. I'm just watching the game and uh, yeah, watched it, enjoyed it. And uh, you know, then went back to Dahmer. I, (laughs) how could you watch that? I know that you don't check 
social media. But did anyone make you aware that when the playoffs started, there was a lot, not a little, but a lot of, I miss Joe Buck, MLB playoffs are not the same without Joe Buck. Oh, I thought I hated Joe Buck, but I miss Joe Buck. There was a lot of, and there was also a lot, and that's the other thing we, you know, I mentioned before about when you, the craziness of the NFL offseason with all of you guys switching jobs and how we're so wrapped up in it. And, you know, it, you, I always have to say to myself, there's a real world out there. There were so many people who were like, where is Joe Buck? They had right, no yeah. idea you were in advice. No clue. I, I was even Bill Simmons. I was shocked. Bill Simmons said, why can't Joe Buck do Monday night for ESPN and call the world series for Fox, which would never happen in a million years. But Tell me about if you got wind of that by any chance. Yeah, I mean, I had friends send it to me, but you're right. I, it's funny because last mm-hmm. night I was driving in being driven uh, after the game. I'm not going to act like I wasn't. <laughs> uh, and I'm in the back, and maybe that's apropos for the story I'm going to tell. And I'm just going through my Instagram. I was so bored, and I had the worst headache. Scrolling through Instagram, trying to stay awake in the back of the car, going from Philly to New York, and just randomly on my Instagram, I don't follow it. It was some baseball thing, and it was like, no matter what you feel about him, you got to admit, it just doesn't sound the same. And it was one highlight after another of me calling home runs. And it was like starts with an Ishikawa home run. I'm like, oh, Giants fans think I hate the Giants. Let's have them listen to that. Next one is – is uh, Conforto, I think, hitting a home run for the Mets. Like, oh, Mets, really? Do I hate you? Listen to that home run call. Uh, Red Sox, I, I don't like you. Listen to the two Ortiz home runs calls. I just – everybody, every one of them was into right field. So it was just funny that I, I, I don't know how it just – whatever algorithm was out there sent that to my Instagram. And I watched it, and I smiled, and it's nice to be missed. Um, but I wasn't – I, at no time, I swear to God, on my kids, did I go to Twitter or anything and search my name or whatever. Somebody would right. send me something. And I, look, I know what it's like to sit in that seat. And I also know that you have to basically retire or die before people kind of look back fondly on what you did while you were there. While you're there, they'll beat the right. shit out of you. But, right. you know, once you're gone, it's like, oh, you know, that guy. I saw it with Tim. McCarver when he you know hung it up after 2013 um it's happened throughout history it's like you know maybe it wasn't that bad maybe that guy was pretty good and so it's nice it's nice to be missed but uh yeah I I I wasn't looking for it what over the years the fans who have been vicious to you is there a difference between MLB and NFL is one sport does one sport have more vicious fans or it was or it's Oh, it's it's all MLB. Oh, it's it's all all MLB. MLB. Okay, and and yeah, 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 because to me, because those games are on TV every day, and now we do the national game, we do the World Series when everybody cares, and I'm not doing it. You know, we've done we've done this a thousand times, but it's funny. I I I now listen to local broadcasts, and I'm like, I I just want to put that up on my Twitter and go. Here's why you think I don't like your team. Your team hit a home run, and your right. play-by-play guy pulled a groin calling it. He was oh, yeah. so excited. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. B- biggest moment in weeks. Oh, my God, it's gone. Can you be- home run? And then the other team hits a home run, and it's like, oh, there's a fly ball in the left. That ball's going to go, and now the Pirates trail by three. And it's just like a – and everybody's sad. But now I show up in the World Series, 
It's like, I'm running. And, you know, you can't win that game. It's something I talked to Joe Davis about, something I remember my dad and Ben Scully specifically talking about when my dad did it for two years uh, in the early 90s. You know, my dad came back from at his hotel one time in Pittsburgh, and there was a shoe print on his pillow yeah. um, in, in the hotel room bed. And it's, you know, you can't win that game. So it's a baseball thing. And then those fans, you know, fans of the Phillies or fans of the right. Eagles, fans of the Mets or fans of the Giants fans. So they, it all gets colored in like, yeah. this guy hates us. And it yeah. just doesn't, doesn't exist. And a lot of people were confused about if you work at ESPN, why you couldn't call the ESPN MLB playoff game. They were very upset. You weren't calling one of, you know, you're there. Why aren't you doing it? And it was just funny to see all that over those. I, I they weeks. asked, I, they kind of gingerly asked me to do a game during the season. I think, Carl Ravitch missed a game and they said, would you want to do it? It might've been in St. Louis. I, I don't even know. Um, and I said, let's just give it some time. And, and I, I, I would be a complete hypocrite if I said, look, I, I'm ready to move on from that part of my life. I've done that. I've done baseball broadcasting since I was 19 professionally. And I feel like I've done all I can do there. If someday I want to go back and call a few games maybe but i i do not have that itch i i love the sport i love watching it i'm so glad i did it i'm proud of how and what i did but i just i don't have that desire at the moment to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over interesting but the you, you gave it like a never say never type of at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. 
Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Speaking of never say never, I'm transitioning here. Okay. The last time you were on this podcast was January 27th. So you were still at Fox and the rumblings were very strong that Troy was going to leave. And I threw a theory at you. And we're going to play the clip. Shelby, can you please roll that clip of Joe Buck on the SI Media Podcast, January 27th? Imagine next year, week one, 425. I can already see the look on your face. I don't like what's about to come out of Let's say you're in SoFi at 425, week one. You get on camera. Welcome to SoFi for the Rams and Seahawks. I'm Joe Buck, and he's the Hall of Famer, Tom Brady. (laughs) Okay, well, there you go. I, I, if Tom Brady is standing there, I, there's zero chance Tom Brady is standing anywhere near me. I don't even think I've ever been in his press, maybe three times in my life, but that ain't happening. I feel like I'm owed an apology. Why? You're Why, not wait, standing. What part of that was true? Brady's what, at Fox now. Oh, he is? Because he did a, a FIFA promo or what? What is it? A World Cup? You think he's walking away from $375 million? His ass will be in that booth next year. Don't worry. Really? You don't think so? You think he's going to play next year? Well, let's start with that. You think he's going to play next year? I think he could play next year. Really? Yeah. I think think he's the least of Tampa Bay's worries. Oh, I agree Um, with that 100%. I just think 46 years old. I'm not saying he's definitely going to play Tampa Bay. I'm not saying he's definitely going to play. I have no... Idea. I haven't talked to Tom Brady since whenever we did a game of theirs last year. So right. I, I don't know Tom Brady other than when I've spoken to him. Couldn't be a better guy. Um, but I, I think there's so much up in the air in his life right now for anybody to go, hey, he's 100% doing X, Y, or Z. I, I think. So you think there's think a chance he never calls an NFL game for Fox? Is there a chance? Yeah. I think there's a chance. I, I mean, who knows where his family life takes him? Who knows where if he plays one more year, if he doesn't? Um, I know there are people at Fox who who are who would say there's a chance that he doesn't call a game there. And, I mean, and three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. He's going to walk away from it. I, you know, I just don't know. I think I, this is you trying not to apologize because my prediction was correct. I'm just looking for a little. Let me credit. say that. Let me let me go back. Your prediction sucks. <laughs> Your prediction has no. What do you mean? I'm. Not, I predicted all, I'm not Tom Brady there. will go to Fox. Tom Brady's okay, going to Fox. Let's, let's go back to your scenario. It's 4:25. I'm in SoFi Stadium, and I'm saying hello, everybody. I'm Joe Buck, and I'm here with the Hall of Famer Tom Brady. Not one of those things is possible. I didn't know at the time Fox was going to be dumb enough to let you and Troy go to ESPN. I thought Troy was going to Amazon. Brady's going to get the gig. And I got some of that right. And the part that I got right, you totally dismissed as if I was a lunatic. And that part of the prediction will come true next year when Tom Brady calls the games with Kevin Burkhart. Okay. Well, let me say this. I hope Tom Brady calls games. I really... Me too. I, I, I really want to see that and and i because you would never i would never bet against tom brady never in anything right um so i i assume 
he'll be really good at it. But you don't know until you know, and you don't know until you right. get in there. And I agree. there have been many people that have come and gone that, that you would say, oh, well, that's a slam dunk. They're going to be terrific. You know, as Troy says, and, and I, maybe you said this on your podcast, maybe not, knowing football is not number one on the list. It's down the way. And it's, you know, it's being able to assess what you're seeing in a short amount of time, putting words to it, having it make sense, fitting it inside the larger picture. There's a lot. It's it's acting. There's a lot of things that go into it. It's not as easy, I don't think, maybe it is, uh, for some people. It's not as easy as most think the job I is. So I, I hope he does it. I, I want to see it. And uh, I just don't know that that we can right now say with all that's going on and the headlines and the divorce and you know, who knows what his motivation is anywhere that, that for a hundred percent he's doing anything. I, I just think we have to wait and see. So not even a little apology. I'm, okay. I'm from the bottom of my heart, Jimmy, I you okay. nailed it and you were so close. I mean, no, it I'm doesn't not need in to, Fox. There's no need the to patronize. Started so far. It could just Tom be Brady plays for the Buccaneers, but you were so close. It could be, you know what? It looks like you'll probably be right about Tom Brady. That's all. That's all I'm looking for. I hope you're right about Tom Brady. Okay. Um, you know, speaking of Troy, I wish Troy. I, I've written. I read. I wrote this Monday about Greg Olson. I, I I wish Troy could speak to every analyst and explain to them. It's not a bad thing to point out when the refs are atrocious. Troy, I don't understand why Troy's the only one. I mean, maybe it's because he's Troy Aikman. He's a Hall of Famer. He's won Super Bowls. He's been doing this for twenty years, and maybe that's part of it. But as a viewer, like you said, for the analyst, knowing football isn't the number, the covering up for the, the I don't want to put you on the spot. The refereeing you is, can. A, I don't, the, I don't the refereeing is so bad. And then when I say that, some people who are, are in your position are like, well, they get a lot of calls, right? Okay. But like the face mask last I, night, I think it's was the hardest ridic- job. I, okay, I, I but, honestly, I swear to God, I, I'm, I don't know how they do anything. They have made it so hard on these guys to pull the trigger on anything. I don't know how they're not just always like, eh, 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 do we, is this a foul? Is this not? Is this reviewable? Is it not? It's just, it's, it's impossible to wrap your head around, but yes, it's been a bad run here. And that face mask to miss that. And then to not be able to correct it. So we're talking to John Perry during the break. And he brought up something that I've always said back in the day when baseball didn't have it. I'm like the, the people who should be beating the drum to get instant replay into the game in Major League Baseball are the umpires because right. you don't want to live right. with the mistake. The rest you don't want to be Don Denkinger going. Yeah, for the rest of my life, I've got to hear about. Yes, Todd Worrell's foot was on the bag, and I think it was George Orta's foot was in the air, and that cost the Cardinals a World Series. I don't want that. If I get it wrong, let's get it right before we get off the off the field. And, they really and should night, have a. They should have a ref in the sky for yes. like something like last night. Yes. And if it's going to be where, okay, well, they're not going to be able to get everything. Okay, that's fine. But when something like last night happens with the face mask, get it. Like if you miss others, that's fine. I, you know, but Troy will call it out. Others, you know, there was an atrocious non-PI call in that Dallas Green Bay game um, with the Packers. That changed the game. And, you know, not to pick on Olsen, but he happened to be the one calling the game. And it's like, it's never mentioned. And it's like, you got to, when the refs are impacting the game, 
I do like, did you hear Belichick yesterday? He's probably said this before. Everything should be, coach could be able, should be able to challenge anything within two minutes. I like that too. Yeah, he and Parcells have always said that. Yeah, Parcells said that when, when instant replay came in. Unless you're going to replay everything and get everything 100% right, which you still wouldn't. Right. But there's so many things on the off list that you can't look at that drive fans crazy. It's off-putting. It's off-putting if I'm a Philly fan or a sports fan or I'm you and I have money on the game and you've got an obvious face mask and everybody in the world sees it and they see it in replay, it's going to make those guys sick. So my point is yeah. the guy who blew the call on the field, I have no idea who it is. Yeah. You know, I, I, If it's a ref, it's the side judge, whoever mm-hmm. has that. He should be the one going, oh, my God, can right. we please replay? Why, is that? Why can't we get that right? I missed right. It. it. Mistakes happen. So if you have the instruments to fix it, fix it. Yeah. I do think, listen, I, I get it. You can't have, you know, every pass interference reviewed. You can't have every holding reviewed. But when you see a face mask, a late hit, th- there's obvious ones there that seem like someone in the sky can buzz down to Just the refs. Just change it and go. They, they, yeah. You know, I think wisely, I'm always, I'm always big on the flow of the game. And when... When the flow of the game, it just becomes play, stop, play, right. stop, review. It's taking forever. It's taking forever. I used to, th- I thought there was a time limit on some of these things, and there's never a time limit. And then, you know, they, they're not happy with us when we're dissecting it and we're weighing it. It's like, well, then let's make a call and go, and we can all move on to the next part. But it's about game flow. So they now have had this expedited review where they don't have to, you know, they can call in from New York and say, nope, got it wrong, put the ball here, let's go. That's a good change. But I, I think the next step is having somebody to be able to, for the obvious ones, to overrule yeah. and go, you missed a face mask, let's get it right, put it down, let's go. Uh, last thing I want to ask you, I should have asked you this earlier when we were talking about Thursday night, but I asked Nance last week, so I want to ask you as, as the top play-by-play guys, you know, Al's gotten a lot of attention for – the way he's handled the atrocious games on Thursday night. Now you have a very, very good sense of humor, sarcastic, biting. Would you handle it the same way as Al? Would you be a little nervous? The league may say, stop bashing the game for being so terrible. How would you, if you had to call three, four games in a row like that, where it's 12, nine and there's no offense, would you openly mock the game or would you handle it a little differently? (laughs) Uh, I I would handle it differently. And, and it, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the league. I think it has to do with the audience. I mean, if if somebody has well, gone but Al, to Al was a hit for that though. It worked with the audience because you're not. I know you. I, I first of all, I've never been closer with Al in my life. Al and I Facetime, we text, so I, we joke about this all. We were joking about it two night two nights ago. So we talk all the time. So I'm not talking bad on Al. Al is right. the best. He's still my favorite. He's still the best in the game. Everybody included myself. Every I, I'm just let me get that out there. But I think if if somebody's gone to the extreme to find it on Amazon and sit there and watch it, I, I don't want the guy calling it telling me it's what I'm watching is horrible. Um, so I get it. Yeah. And Al's going to do it his way. And I, I, you know, he was celebrated. It's a Twitter thing. I know you live in your Twitter verse, right? Uh, that's that's your, you know, Spider Man. Yeah. It's the Jimmy Trainer into the Twitter verse. 
and it gets laughed at. And and I, you know, it it makes me smile. But at the same time, I think it's just something my dad always talked about. Like nobody wants to hear the announce. I swear to God, my dad didn't tell me much about going to do games. And I may have said this on this before, but it just proves it's true. I was going to do my first game, and he said, listen, Buck, a couple things I want to tell you. I was going to AAA Louisville. And he said, one thing about getting on players, unless you feel like you could make that play 10 times out of 10, realize how hard this game is, and they're trying, and they're not trying to make an error. So take it easy on them. And I've always thought about that, how hard it is, and it's easy to be up there and, and be critical. And two, nobody cares if the announcer is hot. Nobody cares if the announcer is cold in the booth. Nobody cares the announcer had for lunch. Nobody cares how the announcer played golf the day before. And nobody sure as hell wants to hear the announcer complain about Mm -hmm. being at a game calling a sporting event. So don't let that creep in. So that is just (laughs) where I come from on that. I love Mm -hmm. Al. I I love him. He makes me laugh. It's but fascinating. I, I would to do me, it differently. What's fascinating to me is I think all of you. I'm going to stereotype all of you. You play by play by play analysts, TV people. You underestimate how much people care about the announcers. Well, we care, I'm glad they and not do. just me. I mean, listen, I wouldn't have a job if people didn't care. People care. People care. Yeah, they I'm care. glad they do. I mean, I, you know, I was in Philly. I'll say this: since I left baseball, <laughs> like I walk into these stadiums now, head held high, like. Everybody's like, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, how you doing? And, you know, I, I'm just a duck, like yeah. PTSD, I, 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 which is a legit – I talked to my therapist about it. During baseball, when fans are able to kind of walk in front of the booth and scream crap at me during the game, like, you hate the Astros. Why do you hate – and I, I would almost, like, physically cower, you know, because I was like, ah, somebody yelling at me, and I, I, was, I would worry, be worried that that – person yelling's voice would get on the air and then it'd become a thing and and right. now since there's no baseball i'm like you know everybody the birds are singing <laughs> more beautiful the flowers are more colorful the sun it's is amazing. brighter it's crazy and you would think football fans would be the ones who are more vicious that you know just you know they're all juiced up at the games and yeah that's true yeah. but uh you know it's once a week there's no yeah. local tv announcers doing the games yeah and- I mean, I, think I do I think it, it, it's funny. I, I can see on one hand, we care about the announcers too much. And I think you guys don't realize how much people care about the, I can see it, the both sides of the, I mean, Al saying this is like a sixth regional 1 PM game on CBS is one I of mean, the great lines in broadcasting history. Yeah. I mean, for somebody in your <laughs> position. Yeah. It's yeah. great. I mean, yeah. I was like, I, I heard that. I was like, Wow. And that's what, when I said before about the league, what I meant was, I don't think Roger Goodell or Amazon want any announcer crapping all over the games during the games. I but wouldn't think so. You're also in a tight spot, but you know this, if you're doing a Bears Commanders game and it's 6-3 in the third quarter, you can't tell the audience like, oh, we've got a thriller here. A hundred percent. You cannot yeah. lie. I've always right. said, I, I learned that in local baseball. You can't lie to fans. Fans are smart. Fans are yeah. many times way more tuned in than we are. Yeah. And you cannot lie to fans and tell them that what they're watching is great. That's why the local announcer thing drives me nuts that, you know, everything is, it, it's like Pollyanna. Everything's great. This team's the greatest, team's the greatest. 
Because when you say that over and over again, it's like the boy who cried wolf or whatever. When things are really great and the team is really good, it doesn't have any – there's no difference. They don't believe yeah. you because you've been telling them that it's been great even when the team's 10 games under 500 yeah. and they're out of the race and it's, you know, oh, what a great effort. And, you know, you got to be honest. I'm not saying don't be honest. Right, I, right, I just right. think, you right. know, there, there, there are subtle ways to do it. Full, just I have, I, yeah, I have to be honest with you. I want full disclosure. I did at, at one of the, one of those games. It was there was the back to back atrocious games. It was Chicago, Washington, and Denver Colts, maybe. Colts, and at halftime, yeah, Denver, of, okay, yeah. and I've never done this in my life. I texted Al at halftime, which I've never done, and I said, "This game's going to need you to use like a farcical and a lest in the second half to provide some excitement." And Al came right out of the gate within a minute, and he said something about lest. And then a few minutes later, farcical. So I, I got to tell you, Al makes me, he's the best. He, <laughs> he makes me worry about my own mind because I, I was texting with him two nights ago and he, we had this weird reference with my dad and uh, the Cardinals trainer back in the day in the 80s. And it was Gene Gieselman. Now, I haven't thought of Gene Gieselman in 25 years. And I said something about my dad and the Cardinal trade. He shot back within one second, Gene Gieselman. <laughs> like, how does Al Michaels yeah. remember the name of the Cardinals trainer? Who mm -hmm. Now, he was there for a long time. But, I mean, Gene Gieselman? And then he made another joke. And it was great. I mean, I, yeah. I just hope to God I'm upright and able to form a sentence. <clears throat> and he and he's be. doing games at the same – level I, I think he always has so you'll yeah. be there there's no doubt you'll be there because look at yeah, like, no. you'll no. be there you'll be there there's With brady no and i are doing games together i cannot wait for brady next year to be in the booth with burkhart it's gonna be great me too it's gonna me be too. great i it's a, wow i've never you know listen if you say to me tom brady's gonna play next year obviously i wouldn't be surprised but i haven't heard people say there's a chance, you know, maybe he doesn't do it at all. That, but, you, you know, I guess the recent you stuff that's not. going on. No. Wow. I don't know. I, I think just, there are people in the business that wonder. I mean, look, Peyton Manning's never done it. And there's a reason. It's a well, job. He, right. It's a well, job. I, I give Peyton credit. Do you think credit, Peyton Manning wouldn't get that kind of money? Oh, I know he would. But I give Peyton credit because Peyton Manning has not played any, you know, word games and it comes right out and says i don't want to call 17 weeks of full he's only he only they only do 10 manning cast i mean i don't have to tell you you know that they only do 10 manning casts and he says i don't want to work every week that's what every everyone should be that honest absolutely yeah but i i also know that part of it is do you want to get in that arena do you want to be you know the person well, that, putting yeah putting your opinion on play after play after play coming up with something you know critical something witty something analytical something you want to you want to stick your chin out over and over and over weekend after weekend after weekend i some people don't want to do that right. and and it's it comes with a lot of extra pieces to the puzzle i do think listen do i think you know he signed a 10-year contract do i think he's going to do 10 years no um but i do think i just think he's that like football lifer that wants to be in the game no matter what. I don't think he wants a coach, but I think he looks at this as a way to stay. I mean, I don't want to get into his personal life, but obviously him coming back played some role. Like he's chose football in some way. Like, I don't think 
if he retired after this year, I don't think he's just going to go off and play golf and eat his avocados and we'll never hear from him. I think he wants to be involved in football. No matter. He was, he, I listened to his radio show on Sirius XM this week. He waxed poetic for like 10 minutes about how awesome Germany was and the atmosphere. And he called it one of like the great sporting experience of his life. Like, the guy is, I don't see him ever getting away from football. So I think broadcasting is a perfect way for him to stay in it. Yeah. Now, well, if he's I mean, good, I, who knows? You know, that's a whole other story. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, we talked about it back then. Or maybe we haven't. Yeah. I don't know. I've done so many friggin' podcasts about my career lately. And you I love them all. You, you love them all. I just don't all. remember who I told what to. But they, Fox brought him up to me back then. I mean, when they were, when Troy was out of the door. And then it was like, are you going to stay? Do you want to go? And it was like, well, you know, we've just we've had some interest from Tom Brady. I'm like, damn. I said, well, that's interesting. That's cool. Um, J- Jimmy Traina told me that was going to happen on the SI Media Jimmy podcast. Jimmy Traina predicted, predicted it. Um, there you go. But yeah, I was now like, I'm happy. Uh, that's all I needed. Now I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. I said, <laughs> okay. I said, I, that's that's exciting. I said, you know, I don't know what you guys were not willing to pay Troy because they didn't want to talk to me about that. But uh, I said, it's going to be a little bit more than uh, <laughs> than what uh, Mr. Romo and Mr. Aikman are making uh, wherever they end up, wherever <clears throat> Troy ends up. It's going to be a little bit more. And uh, I, that was met yes. with, uh, well, we don't know that. And I said, uh, yeah, you do. And so then I was like, you know, I just don't know. I don't know that he's going to want to do it. I don't know that he's, you know, who knows? So I, I hope he does. Uh, you know who's and, been better on the field, um, and and he's been uh, just a great ambassador, and he and he knows the game. So let's yeah. let's go. I'd love to see it. Let's but go. I'd like That's to keep doing show. games, by the way, with him playing. So I, I don't want to see him walk away yet. Yeah, I think he's still play. It's amazing that he's still doing what he's doing. It's you know, I know he had a couple of bad games there, but I mean, the fact like what he, the way he played Sunday, he's 45 years old. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And he doesn't you have know, any help right now. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, their yeah. offensive line is in shambles and Can't the run, running yeah. game, you know, the running game's getting better. It seems yeah. like, but, yeah. um, you know, you said Fox was dumb enough <laughs> earlier to let Troy and me leave. I, I, I just think on some level, this is kind of what they wanted. You know, I, I think, I think when there was a crack in this, but why relationship? Because I, I think you've got new people in charge there, and it, relatively, and I think it's human nature to want to put your fingerprints and mold the broadcast as the boss, the way you want to mold it. And I was hired by David Hill and Ed Gorin. And I go back to 94, 1994. And Troy, you know, people talk about how long I was there. Troy was at Fox for 21 years. And we both date back to another regime. And so Eric Shanks has kind of been the conduit from those days to now. But other people are in charge there as well. And I, I think they wanna, they wanted a refresh. And they, they wanted... Uh, a broadcast that I think reflected them a little bit and, you know, a, a fresh start. And does that, uh, does that hurt you in any way or you understand it? No, I understand. I'm saying it, I understand it. I think that's, 
that's human nature. So I, I think there was kind of like, all right, well, you want to go, go. We, we can, we'll live, we'll, we'll do this in our own, the way we want to do it now. You know, this, you're the Hill Gorin guys and, you know, and, and so I'm where I should be. And I, and I think, you know, ESPN was excited to bring those 20 years to their booth. And I think Fox was excited to start over and, and, you know, mold something different that, that didn't involve me. And it's and worked out I'm, well for I'm, everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. And so, you know, I, do, I, I don't know. Does ESPN ever tell you how thrilled they are? I mean, they must be. They ESPN do. They do. Like, that's different. Okay. Now, that's different. I okay. am not used to that. And that's what I was going to say earlier about Troy. Um, when I said, I'll tell you what Troy, what I think about Troy when that was all going down. Troy heard for the first time that people liked what he did and thought he was good. And the same kind of happened to me. And And I'm not... You know, not not to be a baby about it, but to go to a new place and to have bosses go, oh my God, this is this is everything we hoped it would be. And you know, like we talked about, th- this is a good starting year. It's going to take off, I think, next year with a flex scheduling. It's going to have a uh, you know an even bigger feel to it. But yeah, to be at a place where you've got the top man on down talking about Jimmy Pitaro and, and people below with Steph Drooley and Leaf Fitting and Steve Ackles and these people that I've gotten to know, PR department, the the feedback has been just awesome. So you feel appreciated. And yeah. and that's it's it's baby stuff to talk about, but you know, they they appreciate you with by the check they write. I'm I'm yeah. old enough to know that, but it's also nice to to get a pat on the back and hear, hey, we're glad you're here. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. And, you know, in my own Twitter bubble, just so you know, the big narrative out there is when you guys went there and it's been that way the whole season, Joe and Troy make it feel like a big game. So that's, that's always a good thing to hear. It is. And, and I don't know that a bigger compliment can be paid, you know, mm-hmm. for somebody that's done what we've tried to do for a long time. And, you yeah. know, I did in baseball with Tim and John and then with Troy and football. So, you know, it takes a long time to earn that. And, uh, you know, when, when we started at Fox and it was Troy, Chris, and me, and, oh, you're filling, you're taking over the spots of Pat Summerall and John Madden. It's like, how do you even wrap your head around that? And so it took 20 years to get there. You hit on something really interesting and I, I, I've kept you so long. I don't want to go into another, but it is tr- it That is sort of like a, 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 an underappreciated part of, I think in the broadcasting world, time put in is a big deal and you, you can be hated and when people over people can like you, but then you go to it. Like I, I just, you know, cause this was in the news a couple of weeks ago, like I and Eagle taking over the tournament from Nance. Like everyone is so happy for I and Eagle. And it's like, I think people recognize you, I think the reaction to it is different today than it would have been maybe 10 years ago with Ian. Like everyone's like, you know, he deserves it. It happened when Raftery took over the, you know, got, got to call the uh, final yeah. four after all those years. T- even forget performance, good, bad people like, you know, like, time is a big, big part of all this. I think with you guys time put in. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I think that's, that's the big, when you accumulate that time, 
you know, it's not just I'm a Supreme Court justice and <laughs> I can't get fired. And people, you know, would forever, you know, your dad made some deal with Fox or, you know, a good thing he had a famous dad. My dad didn't know David Hill. David Hill, David Hill probably didn't know who my dad was before I walked through the door to audition. But when you start there at 94 and get hired as a 24-year-old and then you walk out of the door there at 52 or 53 um, and you've done intense hours and all those calls that I saw on Instagram last night in baseball and the football and Super Bowls and World Series, and you don't screw it up to the point where they go, yeah, that was fun, goodbye. Um, that's that's the best thing at the end. You can go, yeah, I lasted because this business will chew your ass up and spit you out faster than it ever has yeah. been able to. And social media is a part of that. I mean, that, yeah, stuff, that stuff gathers momentum. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm most proud of the time put in. Yeah. Well, I appreciate all the time. This was over an hour, and I know you hate this, so I, I, I am indebted forever. So hopefully no, you have no I, more podcasts to do it's for It's fun to for, talk for... about this stuff. I, I don't talk <laughs> about it. I know you're going to find this fascinating, but Michelle and I don't sit around and talk about uh, the art of <laughs> the network. Art of broadcasting. Musical chairs. and Yeah. yeah. No. No, we well, don't. So it's, it's fun to talk about, and it's fun to do it with you. Well, I'm glad we uh, we connected here during the season. You have uh, you have a good schedule the rest of the way, and we will be watching on Monday nights and uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving at home. Yes, or as Troy says, Thanksgiving. Troy will be big. Uh, Troy's they, uh, Cowboys Giants. Troy, Troy will be locked into the Cowboy Giant game. I'm. You know sure, what's the best thing about Troy? And and Troy, you know, just lost his mom. And yeah, I saw uh, that. it's 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 yeah, um, which was sudden um a lot of the fox people are going to be hanging with troy during that week and and i think you know he's going to have i think the last time i talked to him about it and i'm talking off the top of my head but he said yeah he talked to olsen and you know there there's still a lot of love there yeah with the people that we spent a lot of time with in those trucks and aaron and rinaldi and kevin and greg and all you know richie and rich and all all those you know it's just that's family and so you know i know he's going to get together with a lot of them because they're going to be in dallas i think that whole week i think they have another cowboy game either before or after that so um that's cool and it, it proves that that stuff's not all crap that, that people really do care about each other yeah it'll be uh should be a good game i you know it just hit me while you were talking about that cowboys giants and thanksgiving there's a clip that i I came across it randomly on YouTube and then I tweeted it and people love it. It's, it's from an old Thanksgiving Giants Cowboys game with Summerall narrating the opening over November rain from Guns N' Roses and Troy's in it with Irvin and Emmett. It's like the greatest open to an NFL game ever. Have you ever seen Because if you haven't seen it, I will text it to you. But you, it's I, I have not. But I know that insane uh, how good Pat, it is. Pat had a great relationship with Axel Rose. Yes. I mean, I was. I mean, they I, were so close. When Pat joined them on stage for Sweet Child of Mine oh, that one night, God. it was tremendous. Yeah. 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 Let's just say the uh, that snake dance or whatever you call it, <laughs> that was not was not Axel's. That was uh, all that, Pat. He got that from a, yeah. from a former cowboy. That's funny. Former Joe, giant. I appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of the season. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. All right, my man. We'll, and I was, uh, we'll and I was right about and I was right about Brady. Uh, no, not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> a little way, come not even a little, a little way. 
Okay. Uh, one, one, one eighteenth. I'll take it. All right. All right. Feel better. Get, get everyone healthy at home. Yeah. I'm going to do my part. Yeah. All right. Take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, joining me now for our weekly Train of Thoughts segment, my buddy from WFAN Radio, SNY TV in New York, Sal Akata. Sal, how are you? I'm okay. I'm looking forward to next week, the holiday. You know this is the best time of the year. Get the holiday season, crank up that Delilah, and here we go. <laughs> I am definitely looking forward to Thanksgiving. Giants, Cowboys. We'll get. We'll talk more about it next week. I don't want to waste it this mm-hmm. week. Um, I lost my best bet this week. You lost what yours. What was it? I couldn't remember. I had to. Be- by the way, this was the one week where I was like, okay, I can live with losing that game. It's unacceptable, but I still stand by the pick. It didn't work out, whatever. Right. Um, I don't know how the Bears blew that game. What was yours? I forgot. Seattle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now all of a sudden Tom Brady's back. So that's <laughs> it. I, I don't like I wouldn't I don't understand what like I have a rule in my life to never bet against Tom Brady, and then I did it. So that's what you, you knew you were in trouble when you went against that. You said it. You said you I know. Gonna- Although the consolation is you were going to take the Bears with me anyway. So right. That was I did. I like the Bears more than the Lions. And then, I don't know. that I still don't know what happened in that game. Um, all right. Let me start with something bizarre. But I need to get this off my chest. Do you know what FTX is? No. Okay, me either. But And I've been able to avoid it my whole life. And I don't care. And I don't want to know. But now... I saw today that they're suing, 
I don't know who, but someone is suing Tom Brady, Giselle, Steph Curry, Shaq, and Larry David. So I'm like, what is going on? I don't know why. I don't know. He, I know for FTX, I think it's like Bitcoin and it it's worth nothing, but I don't uh, know why people, is, I don't know anything about it and I don't care. Like if you're listening to this, you don't have to tweet me because I, I really don't care. I just, I didn't think you would know, but I thought if you had like a one sentence explanation, but no, well, what are they suing about? I have no idea. I, like I said, I haven't paid attention or read one article. It's one of those, this is one of those things that we need to come up with a word for this. When there's a topic that you only know about it because you scroll through Twitter and you see tweets about it. And I don't, and it's, it's a very specific thing. It's not like you scroll through Twitter and click on anything. It's just words you see while you scroll. And every right. day I'm scrolling and I see FTX, FTX. And then today I saw Larry was trending and I clicked it and it said something about he's being sued with all these people because of FTX. But I don't know what FTX is. And I don't care. Me, me neither, I, honestly. I know if what it's Bitcoin a big, if is, it's a big, but I don't know what that I, is. Well, yeah, I don't even know what Bitcoin is. Like I know there's something called Bitcoin and it's money, but that's all I know. Yeah, so, you're, you're that, better off. It's tanking, so you're better off. Another weird question that on the topic I wouldn't... Will you watch any of the World Cup? I actually will. I'm oddly interested in this, and it's like soccer's not my thing. Although when it's on, I find it to be a very enjoyable watch. The atmosphere is... It, it draws me into it. Now... Look, I mean, obviously, like anything else, if I'm busy at a particular time when the game's up, I'm not going to seek it out. If I happen to be home or I'm at work and we're looking for something to put on and there's, you know, I, I, nothing on, I'd rather watch that probably than the Knicks currently. So, yes, I will uh, at uh, least uh, make uh, a point uh. to pay attention to what happens. Okay. Okay. That's Would you have, good. Do you have That's... any interest or zero interest? Zero. Yeah. Have you ever gotten into it? No. See, it's hard for me to follow, but I had a friend, actually my wife's friend was visiting during the summer, and he was getting me into the Champions League or whatever it is, and there was some pretty good drama, and I got into it. But, like, I couldn't tell you anything about the teams, the players, the league, how it works. World Cup, at least, is pretty simple where it's a one-off tournament. So, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll at least pay a little attention to it. I Listen, I wouldn't pay attention, but once if, if football's going on, it, there's nothing else happening. Like I am currently, as we ta we're taping this Wednesday night, I have Eastern Michigan, Kent State on my television, and the under sixty. So, <laughs> not watching the World Cup. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess um, it's going to be a big deal that Thanksgiving weekend because I guess there's a U.S. match the Friday after on Thanksgiving Friday. and then there's Michigan, Ohio what? state on Saturday. So there'll be a nice little weekend for the sports fan who likes it all. But I don't know anything about it. I guess I should read up on it before, but let me ask you, who's the, what's the, the premier college football game at Friday afternoon? Like, well, Friday, there, there is not going to be one on Friday on Saturday, Saturday. Is, is Michigan, Ohio state. Okay. Well, there you go. Right. So, and I have not paid any attention to college football this year. So would I rather watch a big college football game or the World Cup? That's going to be a, you know, I, I, even though I haven't paid I, attention to college football, I still love college football. Right. Right. Well, we'll get into that next week when it's the Thanksgiving week. Um, everyone is weighed in by now on Jeff Saturday and then the built coward Joe Thomas thing, which 
I still can't get over what I saw from Joe Thomas and Bill Cowher. And let me be clear about this, because so I wrote a whole thing on Friday saying that Joe Thomas's rant was over the top and bizarre. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, how he's right. How could it be bizarre? I said, and again, it's people not paying. If you watch the rant in the middle of the rant, he spends two minutes talking about having ice cream with his kids. That's what I meant by bizarre. And the over the top. Okay, someone's, someone was someone tweeted me and said like he wasn't screaming and yelling and how could that be a rant and over the top? Screaming and yelling doesn't make something a rant or over the top. When he makes the statement, quote, this is the most egregious thing I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. That's what's over the top. But I know at this point I can't expect reading comprehension from people on Twitter. What did, did you think? <laughs> like, I, like, were you offended Jeff Saturday was hired? It's ridiculous. Offended, no. I will say that. I had an issue or have an issue with guys getting hired. And it's not Saturday specifically, but in sports, we've seen a trend, whether it's managers, coaches, general managers, guys are getting hired to do jobs that they have no experience doing. That offends me as somebody who worked hard to get the job that I have. If they just brought somebody in off the street, and by the way, it does happen in broadcasting too, but that, that would bother somebody who's put in the work. You know, you take a manager, for example, who's worked down in the minor leagues for 20 years to get an opportunity to manage at the big league level, and yet they hire somebody off the street, an analytical guy. So that's where I would have an issue with it. However, it's not like Jeff Saturday is a complete inept fool who knows nothing about football. He's a football player. And by the way, he already in one week showed that he knows more than anything else that's gone on in that organization. Because he went back to my boy, Matty Ice, and they won because of it. So I don't care what Joe Thomas says or Bill Cowher says. I do think, though, that there should be some experience in when you're when you look at a hire. Me personally, I would hire somebody with experience. See, that is and I, I, I congratulate you because sometimes you're very passionate. And you get a little. That was a very good, nuanced, fair take. And the whole point is you can easily say you disagree with the hire. You think it's a bad hire. You think he shouldn't get the job. I have no problem with anyone saying that. When you say it's the most egregious thing that's ever taken place in the NFL, when you have Dan Snyder getting basically run out of the league because he's a buffoon, that's right. when I can't take you seriously. Right. I mean, all the stuff that's gone on with, you know, the racist owners and right. all that crap. I mean, Rooney, right, right. Yeah. That's exactly you had you had the you, you that might have been the best take I've ever heard on the situation in the last week. What you just said, that was, you know, and I, I, I will say it's making me root so hard for Jeff Saturday. Agreed. And I, like I said, I was not I, I mean, I thought they were going to, you know, I was rooting for them to lose because of the way they handled Matt Ryan. But once I found out, I honestly got excited because it to me showed that he got it. It wasn't on Matt Ryan, whether you think he's washed up or not. They, right. they mistreated him so badly, and they had bigger issues. And to at least fix it for a week and go back to Matt Ryan, did you read Jim Trotter had a good column on it where Ryan wasn't sure he had to talk it over with his wife, and it was immediate, like, we're going to go back because he's been dragged through this whole thing. But the fact that Saturday could come in and say, this thing's out of place, this is out of place, let's try it this way, I respect that. Like I said, I'd rather experience, but for one week, he did a great job. Matt Ryan is still shot, by the way. No, do not disparage the great name of poor Matty Ice. Well, well, let's see how he plays against the Eagles. Let's see how he plays against the oh, Eagles. Oh, baby. I'm Now I'm back on the Colts. I'm rooting for him. Let's go Colts. I would love to see them win this week. I would love it. Um, I saw something today. We're taping this on Wednesday. They're saying 
like the Bills Browns game on Sunday could be played in two feet of snow. It's supposed to get like six feet of snow in Buffalo. And the NFL has put out statements like we're going to monitor the situation. No, no, don't monitor it. You play. I don't care if there's a hundred inches. You play that. There is nothing better on a wintry day on a Sunday afternoon than a snowy NFL game. Don't even think about messing with it. Well, why would they? Since when? I, my guess is, is no, my guess is they're going to have concerns about people getting to the state. If you have six feet of snow, I either getting there, the roads are going to be bad. You don't want the fans driving there, 60, 80,000 people. And I guess maybe being in the stadium might be considered dangerous. I say tough. Let's go. Well, I don't know the history of it. I know we all, if it has nothing to do with us and we just want to sit back and watch a game being played in the snow, you're right. There's nothing better than that. However, if there are games in the past that have been postponed due to snow, I don't recall it. I'm Maybe there have been, then then whatever. But if this is like a first time, oh, it's snowing and we, we might not be able to get all the fans in there. You play it in an empty stadium. I don't care. Get the teams there and play the game. I'll say this. Because of snow. I'll say this, and I may have said I may have said this to you just you know when we've hung out and talked about things. I don't ever remember in my entire life, until about maybe five years ago, six years ago maybe, but my whole life, the first you know thirty plus years watching the NFL, I don't ever remember games being stopped for lightning and having lightning delays. Now it happens, you know, all the time. All the time, yeah, that does happen regularly. Listen, if you, if if the Bills have to come out and say. <clears throat> We people we can't have eighty thousand people driving on roads in six feet of snow. I get that, but outside of that, there should be no excuse to not have that game played when it's supposed to be played. And what would they do? Postpone it till when? Well, here, well, here's where they're screwed. I, I said this on Twitter today. They're screwed because they can't move the game because Buffalo plays on Thursday on Thanksgiving against the Lions. Oh. So they can't move it to Monday or Tuesday. They can't move it to Monday and have the Bills then play Thursday. Someone said maybe they move it to Friday or Saturday. I don't see that happening, especially Friday. I don't know. Maybe they try to move it to Saturday. I don't know what you know what the weather forcasts are. Have but, they had their bye week Buffalo yet? No, they haven't. Not right? Sure. I don't seven think and, they have. Uh, no, the six. Oh wait, they're six and three, so they might have had it. Right. We're in week eleven, so. Right, and they are six and three. I think. Yeah. 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 So they had their bye week. Um, right, you're not going to move it to the end of the year. They, I mean, honestly, I don't remember ever outside of 9-11 and the pandemic, one of NFL games gotten postponed. There was a game that they moved one day because of weather. I remember they moved it to like a Monday night. It doesn't happen often, but um, I'm, I, I'm interested to see the anarchy because they can't move the game to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because the Bills are playing Thursday on Thanksgiving. Um, did you see the video of the Vikings guy, the Vikings radio guy, Paul Allen, play-by-play guy? They put a montage together of him calling that ridiculous comeback against the Bills. Did you see the video today? Because it's going everywhere. I did not, but quick, uh, quick story. I used to produce a radio show for Paul Allen. PA and really? Dubé, yeah, and I got to know him a little bit now. This is what station? First, it was on Sirius NFL Radio. Two to when it first started out, two thousand four. I was one of the original like part timers when they had started NFL Radio in two thousand four, 
It was a 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. show, I'm pretty sure, or that was my shift, but it was 6 a.m. Saturday mornings, and it was P.A., the voice of the Vikings, and I don't know if you would remember me, but I, he has a distinct voice. He was a good dude, wild You got to see this video. You have to see this video. Yeah. And the, ring, the reason I, Vikings fan. I'll check it out. The reason I bring it, first of all, I need, I want to get into like, were you at the serious Midtown building at 6 a.m. on Saturday for the show? Correct. And he was via remote. He was doing it from, I would assume, wherever Minnesota, wherever he lives. Yeah. Fascinating. All right. Yeah. But the reason I brought it up is I wanted to say, because obviously I saw it most of the baseball season with my guy, John Sterling on WFAN, same station as Sal. I love this trend of doing video of the radio guys. Now you got to pick and choose your spots. You don't want to just put it out there all the time, but obviously what happened Sunday in Buffalo was complete anarchy. He so must've lost his freaking mind. He is a lunatic to begin with. Well, when Alan fumbled, I don't want to give you spoilers, but it was, it, it's great. You got to watch it. I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, but I do, I wanted to give a shout out to, I don't know who started that trend, what radio station or, but putting the radio video of the radio on, on social media is a, is a nice little well, thing. They even, that, they, yeah. They even do it with TV guy. I know SNY does it with the booth with Gary Keith and Ron. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't limit it to just radio. Yeah. You can do it with the TV guys too. That's right. SNY does do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they did that. They did the yes one when Judge hit the homer and it was really awkward. But oh, that's right with David Cohen. <laughs> yeah. um, that's right. I saw that. There was one other thing. Oh, and I just wanted to before we go to the best bets for the week. I just wanted to give a shout out to Dickie V, who called his first game since going through just an insane amount of health issues on Tuesday night. I think. Listen. You can have your own personal opinion of whether you like the way he calls a game, but that guy is, when you talk about like an individual person who's a great ambassador for the sport, you may have people just as good as Dickie V, but Dickie V in college hoops, like it's, you can't deny right. that he's done just unbelievable things for the sport. So I wanted to give him a shout out and I'm glad he's back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. 
And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right. NFL, week 11. This is like kind of like, I feel like it's like, it's like, I don't want to say it's a shitty week, but it's a, the week before Thanksgiving, people aren't paying attention to this week. Like they know, like there's no, the, the hype is for next week. Even us, we want to talk about the Thanksgiving, but we got to wait a week. We got to wait a week. Right. <laughs> um, That's true. So we got to focus on this week and the games. Now, they flex, the flex has started. Chiefs Chargers got moved to Thursday, uh, Sunday night, which is good. And What's the Dallas Thursday night the, game this week? I don't even know. The Thursday oh, night Packers, game is Tennessee Titans. at Green Bay. Packers, so, Titans. Okay. Yeah. So I ask you, do you have a best bet? And would you like me to go first or would you like to go first? You, it's up you to could you. go first. I did look it up before we came on. I think I have one that I'm eyeing, but you could go first. And your record is what? I'm four and six, I believe, right? Yes. And, and you're I'm, what? Seven and three. Okay. I'm going to go with the Giants minus three at home against the Lions. I'm not buying into the Lions because they went to the Bears. This is now back-to-back road games for Detroit. Giants are so, so well coached. And I think Dan Campbell is not a good coach. I don't see Jared Goff coming into New York. uh, You know, cold weather doing another miracle like they did in Chicago. The the Giants are not going to be as sloppy as the Bears were. Only laying a field goal at home. There's no hook here. Obviously, you wish it was two, two and a half. Giants, though, minus three at home against the Lions on Sunday for my best bet. I'm, I'm torn here because initially I was going to go with the Jets because that's the game that I have the most interest in. Huge game in New England. They have to win that game. Did you do that before? Themselves. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. I don't know if I want to go down that road. And then the other game, what do you, what do you have? What's the line that you have on the Bears uh, Falcons? Ooh, Sal's going to his own team. Something very dangerous that I would never do. Falcons minus three and a half at home against the Bears. Right. I'm I'm gonna so I'm taking my emotion out of this pick because I need to get some wins on the board. I want to get back to five hundred. I'm doubling down with the Bears. I don't believe and I love Arthur Smith for the Falcons head coach. They've done a really nice job being competitive this year. At some point. Justin Fields and the Bears are going to start winning some games. You're getting three and a half points against a team who's not very good. I have to believe Chicago, they've lost three in a row. Fields has been like Michael Vick. How fitting would it be to have Fields go in Atlanta and run the way that Michael Vick used to against that team? Even if Atlanta wins, it's not going to be by more than a field goal. So I'll take the Bears plus the three and a half on the road in Atlanta as my best bet. A disgrace. An absolute, 
You don't Why? pick against your own team. It's uh, disgraceful. I care less about you know how many times in my life I've bet against the Yankees? Maybe twice, and it was in like game seven. So if they lost, I would make some money at least. You don't bet I, against your team. It's but they're it's, not even my team. I don't even really want. I like I like them. I grew up rooting for them. I have no time to even focus on them anymore. Okay, so let me get this straight. You're not a Falcons fan anymore, but you got your you got you're all twisted up by people not being nice Matt to Ryan. Matt Ryan. No, I love Matt Ryan forever because when he was there, I was see. There's a separation. It started with the twenty-eight to three Super Bowl loss, but once they moved uh, on. From Ryan, uh, once they moved on from Ryan officially, now look, I am a Falcons fan, but not the rabid fan that I used to be. But I'll always love Matt Ryan. Do you see that, what a good? Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that's more than just him being a Falcon. He's a good human being who deserved better, and I really do feel badly for Matty Ice. Do you see what a good psychologist I am? I got you on the couch and I pulled it out of you. This all stems from twenty-eight-three. That was <laughs> that's what broke the. That's there what broke your soul. There is no coming back from that as a fan. When you experience that, it changes everything unfortunately okay but what if next season at the midway point the falcons are nine and one and it looks like they can go to a super bowl are you going to be back into it or are you yeah. still going to be scarred from 28-3 no i'll be excited about it. remember too there are a couple of factors at play 28-3 to transition from the great matt ryan years and the run that was you know that that they had all that success and then couple that with me needing to pay more attention. See, I'm with you. The way that I watch the NFL nowadays or prior to this year, I'm watching everything. I have six screens. You know how it is. Yeah. This year it's different because I need to focus on both the Jets and the Giants because they're good and relevant. So, And I'm doing a talk show five days a week where I'm talking about those teams. So I can't focus on Atlanta or the other teams as much as I used to. I still watch as much as I can and have it on, but I'm pretty much locked in on the Jets and Giants. So that's a big part of it as well. But to answer your question, yes, 9-1 and one next year, I'll be in it. All right, last thing. I got the under 60 in this Eastern Michigan-Kent State game. 17 points in the first quarter. Will I win the bet or lose the bet? 17 points in the first quarter, and you have the under? 60. No, you're going to lose it. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. Sal, we'll see you next week for a little Thanksgiving train of thoughts. Look forward to it. See you later. All right. Be well. Take care. All right. My thanks to Joe Buck and Sal Licata. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you're not a subscriber to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast, hit that subscribe button. And if you can leave a review on Apple, we will read it in an upcoming episode, probably in two weeks. So leave a review. Let me know your thoughts on the pod, what you want to hear, guests you want, how I'm doing. Go to Apple and do that. And uh, like I said, we'll read it right here on the pod. All right. Recent episodes, if you missed them, check them out. Kevin Clark from The Ringer last week. Jim Nance two weeks ago. John O'Ran from Sports Business Journal. Chris Russo, Dan Lebertard have all been guests on the podcast. Check it out. Give them a listen, download, and subscribe. All right. We'll see you next week for a Thanksgiving show. Enjoy this week before the madness of the holiday. And uh, stay safe and take care.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.